Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear in this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast. If you're already doing so, thank you and tell your friends to do so as well. You can talk with other listeners and even past guests from this show in our Facebook group, which is called NHTE Listeners. There's a link to it at nhte.net. And if you've got questions or comments that you would rather send right to me instead of posting in there, the email address is podcast at nhte.net. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Albany, New York, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who is just releasing a new single. She put out three new songs last year and had come into the public conscience two years earlier when she made it to the top 20 on season 13 of The Voice. My guest also had a stint on American Idol last year. She has opened for Joan Jett and was also chosen to perform at the Winter Nam Show in Anaheim, California. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled, I Hate. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Mariah Formica. Hi, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. You bet. Thanks for making time to talk with me today. Oh, of course. Let's start off by having you tell the listeners about the song of yours that was just playing called, I Hate. Yeah, so I Hate is a song that I wrote, um, let's see, I wrote it... A few years ago, um, and but it was just re- more recently released. Um, and that song is about um, a particular person who, you know, everybody writes about like the <laughs> like classic heartbreak and <laughs> all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but that song was really about a, a specific heartbreak that was like also a betrayal and. You know, it was just, I was hurt in such a deep way. Um, And basically the whole point of the song is I'm just going through all these things that I hate about this person. um, But I could just never bring myself to say, I hate you. Mm. So that's because everybody's like, you know, why is the song called I hate and not I hate you? And because it's it sucks, but the person that I was writing the song about, I wanted to hate them so badly, but I just couldn't. <laughs> so the whole song is basically all these things that I hate about that person. I hate what they did. I hate that they're happy and it's not with me, you know, but I can't bring myself to say that I hate you because it's not true. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, wow. That's very insightful and, and it, it makes sense. It does make sense. It's it's really interesting to consider that perspective. So good for you for, for writing it the way you did. I want to go back, though, to something you said, that, which was you said, I released it last year, and you said I had written it a few years ago. So for your benefit, so you understand, a lot of the point of this show is to educate listeners who are up-and-coming performers themselves, and they're listening every week to learn from me and learn from my guests. Right. But I think in this case, it might be the listeners who are just fans that might scratch their head and say, why would an artist write a song and it take a few years for that song to get released? (laughs) So just explain that to the listeners, why sometimes that happens in the songwriting community. Right. So that song was, it 
and it was, you know, it was a little bit different actually um, before when I first wrote it. Cause I, I was in, let's see, I, I think I was a junior. I, I was a junior or a senior in high school when I wrote that song. And so when I released it, there were, I, I was thinking about releasing it, but I just felt like it wasn't ready. And, you know, there were, it was, it just wasn't in the forefront of things because at the time I felt like I had some other better songs that could be released. Um, and so I play it with my band and, and we would play it live, but we never had it recorded. Um, and then I got this awesome opportunity to go out to uh, LA and record a couple songs with this awesome producer named Jim Kaufman. And, you know, he's worked with a lot of big rock people and he's a great guy, great producer. And I, I gave him these two songs. I gave him, I hate, and I don't care what you think. And I said, you know, do you like these? Do you want to work on them? And he said, yeah, why don't we try and, and work on them? And we recorded them there and made a few slight adjustments. And that's how that came to be. So a lot of the times, I guess what happens is you'll write a song but you think at the time that you have something way better. And so you kind of put that song on the back burner until it comes up again in the, in the more recent years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great description. Great description. You did, you did mm -hmm. a great job of, of educating the audience. And that's, that's a classic case of this song is okay. And I like it. And I guess my band will play it. Right. But I know that there's going to become a time where I might revisit it. I might make some tweaks, but boy, in the meantime, I got something else. And all of a sudden you're not talking about, I hate anymore. You're talking about right. this shiny new thing, the, the toy that you just opened for Christmas. And you're like, what about the one that you got a few months ago for your birthday? That's called, I hate. It's like, yeah, I'll go back to that one. Oh my God. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, listeners, I'm looking forward to covering lots of ground on this episode with Mariah, but I'm also looking forward to the bonus content that she and I are going to record after this which will only be available exclusively through the Patreon for this show. It's only five bucks a month, and it gives you access to extra audio that I record every week with the podcast guest. So at four or five episodes per month, that's a dollar and a quarter or a dollar a week. Since I changed the Patreon over to doing it that way at the start of this year, there are now already 17 audio files up there. So Mariah will be number 18 and you can gain access to all those bonus conversations by going to the show website, nhte.net, and hitting the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button to go sign up. You'll also then automatically get access to all the bonus recordings that come out every week after that. I also do some behind-the-scenes type stuff on those in addition to the conversations with the guests. And it's all available for just 5 bucks a month, which, by the way, also tells me that you like what I'm doing and want to support me. Just like my guests are putting out new singles, new EPs, new albums, well, the podcast episodes that I put out every week are my new releases, so your support through Patreon tells me that you like what I'm putting out. Again, just go to nhte.net and use the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button to go sign up for all the bonus audio. Mariah, this certainly is an exciting time for you with the release of your new song, called Better Off Alone. Talk yes. about that track. What is that one about? Who produces that music, meaning that song? Where do you record those types of details? Um, so Better Off Alone was written with um, a, a, a very talented team of writers. And, and I just recently had started um, 
exploring, you know, co-writing and stuff because it's it's just important. It's just it, it is. It's important to to have co-writers and because you know most of the hits anyways are co-written. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me see if I can get some other insight. And this awesome agent put me in contact with a woman named Kathy Sommer and she had written um, I Get Off with Lizzie Hale um, and they'd worked with Shinedown and Skillet and Chris Daughtry and so I reached out and I was just like hey you know I really really I've heard about your work and I admire you and I and I would love to to work with you and um, they were like yeah we, we would love to work with you too and so we got together and we it was it was four of us in total and we got together and we just started kind of writing things down and and talking about current life situations <laughs> and so it just kind of snowballed into that song but uh yeah it, it was it was a super awesome opportunity and i and i still write with them to this day and um they're awesome people they're fun and some of uh, they're Grammy nominated too, so I was extremely uh, humbled to work with them. And Better Off Alone is about it's kind of it's funny because it's kind of about two people, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the you know the, the 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 main premise of the song is basically being led on, uh, you know, thinking that there's something there, and then last minute a person is like, oh, yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about, you know. Um, but then at the same time with them leading you on and appearing to be obsessed with you and all this stuff. Um, so it's kind of like that, you know, they're casting you out and they're reeling you in. <laughs> mm. So that that's kind of the, so it's, you know, maybe I'd be better off alone. That's the the premise of the song. Now, when you were saying about writing with these others, is that there in Albany or somewhere else that that y'all get together to write? That usually it's near it's down near the city that we get together to write. So we're all like we're all in New York and like the New York state, but we're not in the capital region. We're not in Albany. Only gotcha. I'm in Albany County. Gotcha. Yeah. And where do you actually do your recording though? Oh yeah, sorry, I left that question out. Um, for my, for the majority of my singles, I've done my recording at my producers. Well, my engineer, my engineer owns a music school. It's called Modern Day Music in Clifton Park, New York, and he also has a studio there. And so he used to be a, a big producer back in the '80s. And so when I was 12 or 13, we got in contact and because I went to the music school to take vocal lessons oh. and you know he's just been very very helpful and engineers my music and stuff um but for better off alone and some other songs um I record in the studio in New York City it all just depends on the on, on who I'm working with who's producing the song um I see you know like I I hate my songs I hate and I don't care what you think I recorded those in Santa Monica. Oh, wow. So um, I guess it, it could be all over the place, uh, depending on who's <laughs> working on it. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like it. 
Well, I don't want to jump ahead and spoil the fun of being in the middle of a new release, meaning Better Off Alone, but is there more new music coming from you this year? And if so, what will that look like? Meaning more singles, maybe an EP, a full album? There definitely is going to be some more music. I'm, I Really, my goal is to release at least one single every four months, maybe. Okay. Um, and I do have some songs coming out. I do have a song, a couple songs, actually, that are, that are done. Um, they just need a couple you know, finishing moves and, and touches and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for people to hear it. And they're much different from what I have released in the past. Not, not much. I don't want to scare people. It's not like, you know, <laughs> mainstream pop stuff, but it's still, it's, it's true to who I am, but it is a little bit different and more modern, you know, from compared to what I've released in the past. <laughs> I'm just picturing headlines. <laughs> I'm picturing headlines. Moriah Formica quote, I am changing genres. Former former rock I know, right? former oh rocker God. turns jazz. <laughs> I know. Could you the funny thing is I love jazz, but I could never see myself being a jazz star. <laughs> <laughs> funny that I would pick that so genre funny. randomly. <laughs> I know, right? Well, let's back up to when you were talking about songwriting, and it sounded to me like you were implying that co-writing is something that's a little newer for you. And and if I'm right on that, what made you decide to start venturing out into co-writing instead of, you know what, I'm pretty happy with the stuff that I write by myself? Well, what it was is, you know, I was in constant contact with, different record labels and um, including like some of the bigger ones, like like people that worked for Atlantic records and uh, just people all over the industry. And they were, and it's the same consistent feedback, which was basically, you know, your songs aren't bad. Just you have good songs. They're just not, you know, they're just not there. They're, they're they're not not hits yet. They're not, Mm -hmm super super you know what i mean and so yeah it's and like also it's like you're is, running the race but the songs aren't crossing the finish line right exactly exactly it's like you can keep up but it's not they're just they're just not quite there yet mm-hmm. um and my my uh writing style also like like the instruments and 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 the production a lot of the time is uh, it's just outdated um, and it's something that is it, it, all something that's been done before. So what are you going to do to stick out mm-hmm. and make a sound that is familiar, but also new, new and yeah. unheard of yeah. and specific to you. And, you know, so a lot of the people were mentioning, Hey, why don't you start working with other writers and stuff? Because, you get a different perspective when you work with people. Uh, you know, even if you're a good songwriter by yourself. I, I was happy with a lot of the stuff that I was writing, but I still wanted to, while I was growing my own songwriting and my own craft, I wanted to work with other people that, you know, working with other people also helps you grow as an individual with songwriting. And I noticed that it was so much fun because I would have an idea and I think you might think it's perfect and it's great. And then whoever you're working with goes, well, what about this? What did you think about maybe changing this chord here or putting this in minor or major, whatever. 
And you're like, holy crap, that didn't even occur to me. And it just gives you a whole different vision for the song. And it ends up being better than anything that you came up with on your own. Yeah. And how and how and it's not unlike, you know, in Nashville, you go to writers rounds all over town and inevitably because Nashville is co-write, co-write, co-write. Right. You go to a writer's round and you hear somebody sitting on stage and they start plucking the first couple notes and then they say, uh, this is a song that I wrote with John Doe. And meanwhile, John Doe is across town in a writer's round saying that person's name, saying this is a song that I wrote with so-and-so. And this came up right. on this came up on my interview with Chloe Collins. But then what happens is people start asking, well, who is this person? And they get invited into their mm-hmm. round or they want to start writing with them. So right, obviously right. by starting to co-write, you meet more people, you get more opportunities, you get more exposure. Exactly. That too is, is it's, and and it's just like you were saying, like just another person to help you grow, help you get out there, more contacts, more opportunities. Um, and you know, a lot of the time, just a better song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, you hit the nail on the head with, with education, you know, and, and no matter, I don't care what your age are, or how long you've been doing music or whatever your industry is. I mean, there is that old expression, you learn something new every day. So mm-hmm. in your case, it's I'm writing with new people, I'm learning new techniques, I'm learning stuff about my songs that I thought were good that can make them great. And so everybody wins. Right. Right, exactly. I do want to mention to the audience that Mariah coming from the school of what I would call a rocker chick, <laughs> if you want to discover others that might be like her, for some reason, the first two that come to my mind, I'm going to put links to these on the show page for Mariah's episode at nhte.net. But go back and listen to the interviews that I did with Emily Wolf and with Hannah Wickland. I think you'll find them to be in the same space as Mariah's music. Mariah, back in the intro, I referred to you as a singer, songwriter, guitar player, and that's what I'm saying with Emily Wolf and Hannah Wickland. But in your case, I believe that at least in the past, if not maybe still, you have played drums and other instruments too, is that right? Yeah, I uh I, I write I do write all the the musical parts to my songs. Wow. As well as the, the lyrics. Wow. So I I don't know, I just music has always been um a part of me and my soul and my blood just just flows through me. <laughs> Well, but I'm thinking of a couple of follow-up questions, though. So number one is, what other instruments have you played besides drums, for starters? Um, I've played uh, bass and and uh, piano. Wow. And, you know, keys. Okay, so then my second question is, being that you said that you'd actually write those parts when you write your music, do you ever play those instruments on your own songs or is it no Bruce I just stick to vocals and guitar and we get other players to do the other parts well I there are a couple songs that I have um like um for example I hate um I don't care what you think and my EP there were other players um, that basically just enhanced what I wrote because, you know, at the end of the day, if I, you know, it's one thing to be able to play an instrument, you know, yes, I can play drums. I can write a song and, and put drum parts in it, but I think it's great to have 
an actual drummer come in and put their spin on something because I don't know, you know, with drummers, they just have that. They just add flavor into everything. Whereas somebody who's able to play drums, but isn't a drummer might have like the basic layout of like the beats that they want. And, Oh, this fill here and this fill here. But when drummers get behind the kid, it's just like something, it's just a whole different mood. And so I like, for my EP, when I was 13, um, Jason Bittner from Shadows Fall and Flotsam Jetsam and uh, Anthrax, he recorded the drums on that EP. And 12-year-old me was like literally blown away. <laughs> when you're 12, when you're 12 and you're, when you're a kid, you don't, you don't, you experience all this for the first time and you're just like, holy crap, like... Sure. He just took what I wrote and just made it so much better. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But other songs, you know, I have played, like, my song Champion. Um, I did record, I did do all the bass and all the guitars uh, for Champion. Okay. I do all the guitars. I, I do all the guitars for all of my songs. Sure. Um, bass, I usually have somebody else do it. Um, Jack Daly from who plays with Lenny Kravitz actually does a lot of my bass stuff. Mm. Um, and he's, he's a really nice guy. He's awesome. And he's an amazing bass player, uh, too. And, um, but yeah, for champion, I definitely did all the bass and the, uh, synth parts and the guitar parts. And I did write all the drum parts, but I didn't play them. Okay. Okay. I didn't track them. Well, it's clear that you are really big into the band Heart. I should say the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band Heart. Another guest who I have interviewed is Roger Fisher, the founding guitarist of Heart, back on episode. Oh wow! Yeah, he was on back on episode eighty-six awesome. of Now Hear This Entertainment. Wow! I wonder, have you been in touch with anyone from Heart? Because I'm just amazed at how much it sounds like them when I listen to you doing their songs. And Thank I wonder you. if any of them have said the same about you or directly to you. I haven't, I honestly haven't heard anything from anyone from heart. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know. No, I, okay. I guess the answer to that question is no. (laughs) Um, Not yet. That's the answer to the question. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. I hope that, I hope that, I definitely hope that one day, uh, you know, one of them will take notice or, or all of them or whoever it is. Cause I, I really, really do love them. And I, since I was little and Wilson's voice and I just like hearing Nancy play the guitar on crazy on you in the intro and then hearing Anne's voice to a young singer. Well, a young rock singer, I guess who it's just mind blowing. It's, it's just a crazy feeling. It like her voice gets me like all amped up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Albany, New York, by singer, songwriter, guitar player, Mariah Formica. Visit her official website at mariahformica.com. You can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her first and last names, although I will put a link to her website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And then once you're on mariahformica.com, Use the social media icons there to connect with her on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We are all optimistic that the pandemic will be over soon and performers like Mariah can get back out to do live shows. So keep up with her online to see when and where you'll be able to go see her perform. 
Be sure to purchase her music from the likes of Apple Music, which is iTunes, plus support Mariah further by purchasing merchandise from the store on her website. I mentioned earlier about the Patreon for this show. Check out the bonus audio ad-free by going to the show website nhte.net and hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button. It's only 5 bucks a month. And don't forget that another way you can support this show is through your regular everyday purchases on Amazon. It's no extra cost to you, so you're able to support NHTE without taking extra money out of your pocket. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, scroll down to the tall Amazon banner, and then once you click that, it will open their shopping app if you're on your phone, or it will open their website if you're on your computer. Either way, at the end of the transaction, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with the expenses I have for putting out a new episode of the show every week. And no, I don't even see what you bought. So thank you for your support of the show through the exclusive ad-free bonus audio on Patreon or by starting your online shopping through my Amazon banner. Mariah, you've opened for Joan Jett, Striper. You've played at the Winter Nam show. And might I add, listeners, Mariah is only 19 years old. So a lot has happened for you already, yet you've got a lot of years ahead of you in music still. I wonder what types of goals might you be setting for yourself at this point? And then also, how do you leverage the success that you've had, but do so while preventing ego from taking over? Um, so, yeah, I I have done all those things, and I am incredibly thankful. And I, um, I never, I could have never imagined that this would be me at 19 years old when I was, you know, 10, just starting vocal lessons. And, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I guess the the question about the ego, um, I, the way that I, first of all, I think that who you're surrounded with is a big, is a big factor in that. Mm. And my family, um, I come from a very, very humble family, uh, to start with. And my parents, have always, always uh, been humble, grounded people. And so in return, they <laughs> made sure that my brothers and I were, were the same. And it just never occurred to me, even like even when I was with, with anything, you know, if I was the best at something in school, if I was, the, you know, it just never occurred to me to have a big ego. And I don't know why, I'm sure it's because of my parents, but it just never was of any interest to me. I never thought of myself that way. I never thought of myself as better than anyone. Um, I never thought of myself as superior. I never thought of myself as untouchable. I still don't. And I never, I I don't know, I just, it's just never something that's been a part of my blood. Wow. I just don't think that it's it it doesn't it's not helpful in any way it doesn't do anything it's not and you know the biggest thing is it's false if people have a huge ego it's just false because you're not better than anyone you're Mm -hmm. not you're just you what a great attitude so i guess that's that would be my take on that so do you have some goals though that you have set while keeping things in check obviously from a business standpoint you have to set certain targets for yourself Right. Um, you know, my goal is, is one of my biggest goals, 
uh, for the near future is just to find a you know a sound like I was saying earlier to find my sound to find a sound that is current and new without losing you know with still being familiar uh but also staying true to me and i've really really just been trying to dive deep and to explore all the sounds that i could have um and so and you know i've been working on putting a band together too mm. i have a band but i i've had a band but it was under it was like a solo project it was under mariah Formica, and that's what i've had for a long time since i was like 12 but now we're actually working on putting together a band, you know, with a, with a name and, you know, like a real, real band. It's not the Mariah Formica, you know, project anymore. So, you know, those are the goals that I, and, and to just keep developing myself and growing as an artist and as a person, I think are my, my goals. And I do, and, and, you know, and just doing what I can to stay relevant and, uh, to get my message out there and help people and, and to reach people. Nice. Nice. Well, we do of course need to hit on your time on the voice. Just talk about that experience overall, but also being only 16 years old at that time, I wonder, were you nervous or was it a case of, no, I was too young to be nervous. I was just excited and having fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, the voice was an incredible experience. Uh, it was life changing Wow. And and it really, you know, it kickstarted my career. I mean, it 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 really, really was a big jump start to my career, and it gets your foot in the door. Um, you know, after that, I I got opportunities to play with Joan Jett and to play with Hailstorm and and to you know play Nam and to just go all over the country and. And I had people from other countries reaching out to me. Like mm. this guy from Germany literally came all the way here just to see me. Oh my gosh. At like some some like dive venue. And wow. I was like, You are a saint. Like what? Wow. And it was just like it, it was life changing. Honestly, that's all I can say to sum up that experience, you know, and aside from the exposure, I met you know, I've met lifelong friends. I met people that have changed my life. My best friend Ileana was on that show. I met her through that show and we are still best friends to this day. Fantastic. Uh, we go on vacations together. Fantastic. Um, you know, yeah. And I met, you know, I met a person that completely helped change my perspective on things. Mm. Unfortunately, she passed away um, last year, but she was on team Miley as well. Um, she was a big influence on me and yeah, it was just incredible, honestly. And you learn new skills and new, you know, and you and you have you realize how much strength you actually have <laughs> as a person because it does it tests it tests your limits. It's, uh, I think a lot of people think it's uh, easy to be on a reality TV show cause just because you're being yourself. It's not like you have to play a part or a role, but in a way, you kind of do. So, were you nervous then, or or were you having fun, or was it both? Oh, it was, it was, I was very, very, very nervous. Uh, I've always been a very nervous person. Mm. Um, I still get nervous to go on stage to this day. Wow. Um, and I probably always will. And I think a lot of it has to do with 
to go back to the ego thing is I've never had a huge, huge ego. So I understand, I understood the realness and, and how possible it is that I could be eliminated that night. Gotcha. So, yeah, I was, I was very, very nervous. I, there were days where I woke up, you know, staggering around my room about to throw up because of how nervous oh, I was. Wow. Um, I just don't, I, I, you know, it's physically, yeah, I was so nervous. It was physically taxing on my body. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely nervous. Well, and then last year it was American Idol. So are there more TV appearances in your future, meaning going back on The Voice or going back on American Idol or maybe trying for America's Got Talent, or are you done with those types of shows? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> I, uh, as much as I love and I'm very thankful for my experience on The Voice um, and even American Idol, kind of, uh, if I took away anything from American Idol, it would just be the strength and endurance that I built from there. Um, but I wouldn't go on those shows again because, first of all, I think that if you've already been on two shows and you just go on another one, that creates like a, you know, you just keep going on these shows. It's almost like you don't want people to start to feel bad for you because you just keep going on these shows and, yeah. and, yeah, and people you say, know, wasn't this girl on The Voice but... and wasn't she also on American Idol? And look at her now, right, she's exactly. on America's Got Talent. Right. Um, and also, you know, people think that it's that it's like going to just make your whole entire career. And it's sad that people think that because it's not true. You have to, it's it's not really being on the show that makes your career. It's what you, it, it's the exposure and it's what you, it's what you decide to do once you're off the show exactly. with the exposure and, yeah, what you, do you know, with, with what you have. Yeah. Right. And you, you have to take advantage of your experience and your, and, and the exposure that you've got or else you're just, it, or, or else it fizzles, it fizzles out very, very quickly. You know, um, I have friends that, you know, when they got off reality TV shows, they just didn't know what to do. And it, all the hype died down very, very fast. Yep. And, um, you know, and to be, to be quite honest, I don't think that I need another reality show to be honest, because now it's the, it's to the point where it's like, okay, hard work is going to get me to where I need to be and being driven and endurance and, and, getting all the opportunities, taking all the opportunities that I get. Yeah, there's um, other... You can go on as many... Right. There's other achievements that... There's other mountains that you're going to climb. It's like, okay, I did the reality TV right. mountain. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to open up for some of these big names or I'm going right. to write or record with this person or, you know, I've, I've kind of moved on from that phase. Right. And it's, and it's you know, the other thing about reality TV is, you know, the exposure is great but it's it's just not about you a lot of people think that it's about the contestants on reality tv shows nowadays and it's just not at all actually like the contestants are almost like a distraction it's kind of like people only care about you know like american idol people care about Katy perry lionel richie and luke bryan and what they have to say to people um and the contestants are kind of like people like them for a little bit 
and then once they're off the show, they're like, okay, let me just unfollow them on Instagram and all these other things. Mm. Um, same thing with the voice. I love the voice. It's amazing. They treat everybody very, very well. Um, but it's all around the coaches. Um, and not so much the, the shows are not for the contestants. Yeah, I'm looking right you now. Know? I'm looking right now on the episode page on nhte.net for episode 316, which was Allison Porter. She won The Voice in season mm-hmm. 10. And I'm looking at the website. And, oh, yeah, and, I remember Allison Porter. And she said, this is a quote that she said to me during our interview. She said, mm-hmm. I think the show really is about the coaches, unfortunately. So it's there. Right. there's obviously not, support no. for what you're saying. And it's I want the listeners to understand right. that that Mariah is not and she alone. Won. Right, right. Right. She she won. Even the people that get the highest, you know, they literally get the the title the voice cuz they win. Even they're the even they're also saying, you know, it's not about us. It's not about this show isn't for I mean, look. I hate to say this, but do you really think that Hollywood sat down and were like how can we help a bunch of random people that want to have a singing career? No, they were basically like, how can we make money? They don't care about you. <laughs> they really don't, you know? And it's awful to say, that's not. The, I'm not trying to say don't go on reality TV shows because they still help you a lot. Yes. Just don't expect too much out of it is all I'm saying. Yeah, well, the reality is that you do owe some of where you are now to The Voice, but... That's because you had exactly. the perspective of, okay, now that I've gotten this exposure, now it is up to me. Like the show is off the hook. Like now that they gave me this exposure, what am I going right. to do with it? And I, I like your point, by the way. I want right. to go back to listeners. Mariah made a really good point when she talked about what would be the point of going back on one of those or maybe going on America's Got Talent. For some reason, the picture that popped into my head is if you go to a carnival and you throw bean bags at something to try to knock something over and win a prize and you don't, and then you go down to a different one and you're throwing darts to pop balloons and the darts don't pop enough balloons, you don't win a prize. You go down to another game, now you're shooting baskets, you're trying all these different carnival games and you know maybe eventually you win this big, huge stuffed animal that how do you fit it in the back seat and mm-hmm. you finally get it home and you go, okay, so what was really the point of doing all that and pushing myself just to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying? Because by the right, way, exactly. look at all the money that I spent to play all those games. So is it, really the, that, yeah. Yeah, is it really the satisfaction that I wanted? So I, I, I love that you made that point. Mm-hmm. We need to move on. I, I mentioned back in the intro that you performed at the NAMM show in California. Talk about playing that event as well as the show itself inside the convention center, because I know you have a couple endorsements too, if you want to mention those as well. Yeah, Nam is incredible. I the, the first year that we got to play it, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 2018 when we got to play Nam 2018 for the first time, um, it was incredible. I was not expecting, you know, the. I mean, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it because it is, after all, it is a festival of a bunch of people who love music and who are musicians. Um, <laughs> but I just wasn't. You know, I was I was expecting. I guess it, what it was is I was prepared for the worst because that's what I always try to do uh, with myself. But I was still excited, and we got up there, and it was just the most enthusiastic crowd that you can even 
like that you could ever imagine. And they, they all just, they just love it. And they just wait and wait and wait for the next act. And it's just so much fun. Um, and the best part is all day before that, if you, if you're playing at night, you get to go to the convention and look around all these amazing booths and, and get to discover new things that you didn't even know existed. Like, you know, what, for example, like the, like the led guitar necks, like you can have like led lights that light up on your guitar neck and like just crazy things like that. that you're like, Whoa, I didn't even know that that was a thing. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah. And then after seeing all those, ama- that, that amazing stuff, you get to play for a crowd of amazing people who, who love music. Um, and so that was amazing. And then this year, NAM 2020 was even better. Um, we played a different stage. We got to play outside, which was, which was awesome. And, you know, the same thing, just a very enthusiastic crowd, just so eager to be supporting us. And it was just so much fun, honestly. And of course I did get to spend some time with my, uh, endorsements and, go see their booths and stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, just mention for the audience who those companies are. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm endorsed by ESP um, and Ernie Ball nice. and and a company called Lizard Spit. They're, the Lizard Spit is a little bit on the they're, – they're a much smaller company, but they're awesome. They make um, eco-friendly, like, guitar polish, eco-friendly mic sanitizer – it's all that cool stuff, and it's just, it's great. It works the best. Nice, nice. Well, and I want yeah. to mention, of course, Access Vegas listeners, which if you're a regular to this show, thank you. And you know that Access Vegas is the newsletter that I encourage you to subscribe to. And right now you're scratching your head and saying, why would I be reading about Las Vegas? Nobody can travel everywhere. Trust me, when this all is over with and we can travel everywhere, everyone's going to head to Las Vegas to party and celebrate that we can all come out of our houses again. And with airfares being so low, everyone's going to be trying to book flights to go to Las Vegas. So when you get there, you want to save money there as well. And that's one of the many things that the Access Vegas newsletter helps you do is save money. And you don't even need to clip coupons. They tell you how to avoid ATM fees. They tell you, my gosh, they have all these great reports that they'll provide you with. And it all is in the convenience of your inbox. Go to nhte.net, my show website. Click on the Access Vegas logo. And then at sign up, use the code Bruce to get $5 off. And then watch for these newsletters in your email inbox. I mentioned on last week's episode that the editor of Access Vegas, he has been publishing letters where he's telling the readers about what he's hearing in Las Vegas. Boots on the ground, as they say, and when things might start to reopen And he's just kind of reporting in a news fashion. He's not trying to influence anybody to do anything irresponsible, and he's making that clear. So sign up for the Access Vegas newsletter by going to my website, nhte.net. Click on the Access Vegas logo, put in the code BRUCE at sign up, and you'll get $5 off. And you'll be reading this thing until 2 o'clock in the morning and saying, there's so much information here, i got to stop and go to bed. Uh, Mariah, we're in the home stretch here. I want to ask, what do you think has been the key to your success? If you could give a little advice to anyone listening who is an, an aspiring performer, you know, what, what has helped you to achieve so much already at such a young age? And, and by the way, it doesn't have to be just one thing if, if you have a couple of things you want to cite. Mm-hmm. Um, 
One of the things I think is, um, you know, obviously the, the passion that's, I mean, I know that that's a really obvious one, but it is a really important one. You know, you have to keep having the passion to, to, to work, to work towards it, you know? Um, and the endurance is another huge thing. Cause I always say like, there are going to be days like where you wake up and you're like, I can't do this. Like I know for a fact, I cannot do this. Um, but you just have to find somewhere to pull it out from and realize that you're going to do it and everything's going to be okay. Um, and also I think the other thing is, um, having a good support system, um, or just, or just take, just taking every opportunity that you can. Anybody who is involved in the industry or is a fellow performer, you know, you never know who they know. You never know who you can be put in contact with. Play shows everywhere. Play, play wherever you get offered. Set up shows anywhere. Even if it's like a small, tiny bar. That's where I started out. I started out doing like open mic nights and like gigs when I was 12 and they would just stick me in the corner, a tiny corner of a bar with a crappy PA system with me and my acoustic guitar. And I would just sing like, that's how I started. Um, so just take every opportunity because it's snowballed. People start noticing you and then they tell their people and then they tell their people and they know this person from New York city who knows this person in LA and then they put you in touch and it just, it doesn't stop until you stop. So, mm -hmm. you know, as long as you keep doing it, as long as you keep at it, you're going to, you're going to be successful. That's just it. how it is. I uh, love it. I love it. I agree with it yeah. all. I agree with it all. Oh, and also, sorry, I just have one more thing. One of the most important things going back to earlier in the conversation is also being humble because if you're not, if you're not humble, everything's just going to fall apart because First of all, you're going to create this false idea in your head that you're like literally the best <laughs> and people aren't going to want to work with you and people are just going to see right through it. Um, and it honestly, I, I imagine it's probably just super draining too. Uh, so yeah, being humble is also a key to success. <laughs> Well, and I love that you mentioned about endurance. I mean, I, I don't do it very often. I, I don't have any ego. I'm as humble as they come. But I can, I can mm -hmm. say that I'm so proud of the fact that I have put out a new episode of Now Here's This Entertainment every week for more than six years. I've never missed a week. I've never missed an episode. Oh my That's how we're up to 324 with Mariah. So it does pay off because wow. that's how I've been able to that's get awesome. guys like Roger Fisher. That's how I've been able to get the keyboard player mm -hmm. for Aerosmith, the lead guitar player for Garth Brooks, the bass player. Oh my player. gosh, you got the keyboard player for Aerosmith? Yes, the bass player for Pink, wow. the, the drummer for Cheap Trick. Wow. All these people have been on and it's through perseverance, wow. patience, being professional, being polite, but showing up right. every week. So that's that's huge, and I'm, and I'm glad that you exactly. said that. And, and listeners, you've heard me say on so many episodes that I can tell you stories for podcast episode after podcast episode about that it really is true, that you never know who might be in the audience. So, Mariah, I love right. that you're telling people, go out and perform, even if it seems like, what's the point of doing this show? I, I, I could be home 
relaxing or I could be doing whatever. Right. Well, you know, that's you pass up that show. Trust me, someone else will grab it. And then you're going to hear of something that came of it. and You're going to say, I should have taken that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, they will. They will. People people jump at those opportunities. And if you're not hungry enough and you don't you don't take those opportunities, like you said, they're just going to get taken from you yep. because you didn't yep. act quick enough. Yeah. Well, we're going to close today with another song of yours. You mentioned it earlier, one called Champion. Before you and I record the exclusive audio for Patreon, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Yeah, so Champion is uh, my most recent release, and it is a song about my struggle with mental illness uh, for most of my young life, (laughs) pretty much all of it. Um, And it comes from a place of feeling, you know, defeated and you just don't know what to do. And you're just stuck in a vicious cycle of, you know, torment and, and exhaustion. Um, And so you're just crying out to whoever or whatever it may be um, that you believe in or whatever it is that gives you strength, you know, um, to help you defeat it, help you become a champion. Um, and that is the, the premise of that song. And, um, that song was recorded in a studio in Boston. Um, I had, I did all the good, I wrote all the music parts for it, but I recorded all of the synth parts, the guitar parts and the bass parts. And then I had another player on drums. Awesome. Well, Mariah, congratulations on your new song called Better Off Alone. Thank you. Thank you so much for making time. I've really enjoyed this. No, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player Mariah Formica. Do visit her official website at mariahformica.com. As I said before, you can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her first and last names, but I will put a link to her website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you land on mariahformica.com, look for the social media icons so you can engage with her that way, meaning like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell Mariah you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Be sure to support her through purchases of music downloads on Apple Music, which is iTunes. Of course, her new song is now out called Better Off Alone. And don't forget, you can also purchase merchandise from the store on MariahFormica.com. Don't forget that Mariah and I will have some extra conversation over in the bonus content that's only available exclusively through Patreon. There's already similar audio up there from the last almost four months worth of guests. It's only five bucks a month and it's ad free and that's the only place you can get it. Go to the show website nhte.net, hit the orange colored support us on Patreon button and that will take you to where you can gain access to the exclusive content. Remember also about scrolling down on nhte.net to the tall Amazon banner to start all of your shopping through them that way so that they can kick back a small percentage of the sale to help me with all the expenses I have for doing this show every week for what is more than six years now. There is no extra cost to you for doing that. For now, that will do it for episode 324. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Mariah Formica. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Champion. 
Deeper into insanity. I don't wanna feel anything into my. 